I'm your host, Justine Oxsoy, and this is The Pleasurehood Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a mother, a leader, and an all-around badass from a place of pleasure, empowerment, and turn-on. I am here to revolutionize how humans experience sex, pleasure, and motherhood by normalizing self-care, normalizing mothers having desires, and normalizing mothers as sensual and sexual beings. Quick side note, you don't have to be a mother in order to listen to this podcast. Though I create my work with mothers in mind, this conversation is truly for everyone. I believe that pleasure is one of many paths of healing, and I'm here to highlight how to walk that path, no matter who you are. It is my deepest desire that wherever you find yourself on this amazing journey we call life, you can experience your power, your turn on, and of course, orgasmic pleasure. episode of the Pleasurehood Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a moment and celebrate a full year of the Pleasurehood Podcast. I mean, can you believe it? I am just so elated that I have been talking about pleasure and motherhood and creating an empowered motherhood experience for the past year, I just, yeah, I celebrate it. <laughs> what else can I say? And I am so grateful that you have been taking this journey with me. This is such a huge deal for me because the last year has taken me through lots of ups, downs, moments of confusion as I attempted to figure out what exactly I wanted to say about motherhood, pleasure, power, and sex, and also how to weave this sacred initiation we call motherhood into our everyday lives. And I'm still figuring it out as I go, but the more I speak about my journey with motherhood and my reclamation of self, I become clear about what I want to say and what I want to share with you and the world. And I especially, especially want to thank all my listeners who have been taking this ride with me. I can't wait to go deeper into pleasure, power, and motherhood. And I can't wait to discover more ways to step into my radiance, more ways for you to step into your radiance as a mother. And I can't wait to share my own personal insights and hear your thoughts and hear about your journey and hear your insights on what it means to really be in your power as 
a mother and a parent. So for today's episode, I thought I'd take a moment to reintroduce myself for those who have just started listening and also share what this past year has taught me about motherhood, sovereignty, and cultivating a relationship with myself. I know we usually do the year in review in January, but honestly, I needed some time to really process all the lessons I learned in the past year because there were so many. And I feel these lessons have really paved the way for me to catapult me into a new level of self for 2023. So as usual, I would love to hear from you. What are you celebrating? What has this past year taught you about motherhood, sovereignty, and cultivating a relationship with yourself? In what ways are you being called to step into a new level of self? And if you're watching on YouTube, share in the comments below or permission slip to slip into my Instagram DMs at Justine Oxoy. Okay, let's get into it. It was about a year ago, I decided to share my explorations in motherhood. I wasn't sure if anyone would listen or if anyone would care, but I figured I would start being the change I so desperately wanted to see in the motherhood, parenting, spirituality, sexuality, and pleasure space. Because a lot of these spaces are very white, very heteronormative, and very able-bodied centered. And though I am a cis, able-bodied Black woman, I rarely, rarely get to see myself in these spaces. So I decided to write about my own personal experiences mothering a half-Black, half-Turkish toddler in Los Angeles, California. And through that came this idea for the Pleasurehood podcast. A lot of it was kind of born out of this idea of me taking all the embodiment practices, skills, tools that I had learned in the years prior and really apply it to my motherhood and parenting experience. Because honestly, I didn't really see that in on social media. I didn't really see anyone talking about pleasure and motherhood at the same time. It was usually like parenting advice or postpartum or pregnancy advice, but there was never this marriage of like motherhood could be a pleasurable experience and an initiation into this deeper sense of self and cultivating and up-leveling this identity, basically stepping into the truth of who you truly are, because motherhood will take you into the depths of your lowest, lowest lows, and then catapult you into your highest, highest highs. So where do we find the balance and how do we use pleasure to do that? So I was really curious about that. And 
I want to start with, or at least put into the context that it was never my intention to become a mother. In fact, three months before becoming pregnant with my son, Arda, who is now two and a half, he'll be three on June 17th, I had actually made peace with not becoming a mother. And I found a deep peace in my soul about this. It wasn't like a, oh, secretly, I hope I'm a, I become a mother. It was like a, oh, I'm 35. I've never have been pregnant and I've had several major surgeries on my womb. More likely than not, I'm never going to become a mother. And I made peace with it and moved forward with what life would look like with just myself and my husband, Doan. And three months later, I found out I was pregnant. Something I go deeper into in the Motherhood and Invitation to Your Soul's Work episode, which I believe is episode two of season one. And to my surprise, I love being a mother. But it has also been one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life. It brings up all the heavy emotions sometimes I'd rather ignore because they can make me feel very uncomfortable. And some of those emotions that I experience is fear. And I'm talking about the fear of losing my child, the fear of my child losing me, the fear that I'm doing motherhood wrong and I'm going to fuck something up. Guilt, like the guilt that I often feel is so real. And I feel guilty for like almost everything. Feeling guilty if I want time alone, feeling guilty because I want to be left alone Uh, Guilty because I want my personal space back. Guilty because sometimes I miss my life, my sovereignty, and my autonomy that I had before I had Arda. Sometimes I feel deep resentment because if not most of the time, I feel like all the heavy lifting falls on my shoulders And there's no one to support me because I'm too busy supporting others. There's a lot of frustration and navigating all of the things that come up can cause a level of frustration that leaves me wanting to throw my hands up in the air and just say, like, fuck it. But I can't do that because I'm supposed to be the responsible one, the one that puts everything together the glue for the family. At least that's how it feels sometimes. And then grief. Something I speak on a lot in my last episode on motherhood and grief. Grief and motherhood is something we don't talk about because it can feel a little taboo. But there is grief that happens when you realize that you have lost pieces of yourself and your identity that you may never get back. And you have to come to terms that your life has changed forever. 
And I feel this is a crucial step in the initiation of motherhood that gets overlooked because we're expected to throw ourselves into this new identity and forsake or turn our backs on the identity we had before motherhood, which in my personal opinion is maddening and upsetting because it whittles, you know, mothers down into the role of caregiver and honestly takes away the dynamics of who we are as humans. Like we are dynamic humans. We're not just caregivers. The level of responsibility that is placed on mothers is beyond. And the pressure can feel like it's going to break you. But what I've found is that when I practice pleasure and I devote myself to pleasure, that through the cracks, something beautiful emerges. The core of my truth, the core of who I am, and also the beginnings of a new life. This is why I created this podcast, because I wanted to, one, have an honest conversation about motherhood, and two, have an open conversation about what motherhood gets to be. I truly believe at my core that we get to create a new paradigm for motherhood that is nurturing and nourishing, supportive life-affirming, leaves room for growth, for expansion, and also creates space for our humanity. And I'm talking about for us as mothers and parents. Motherhood gets to be a space where we can thrive and step into the humans we always desired to be. If I've learned anything this past year, It's that I get to create a motherhood all my own. It doesn't have to look like anyone else's but mine, which feels truly empowering because I get to forge a path that is right for myself and my family. And before I move on, I want to say that this is easier said than done. I know this. I'm not out here being like, oh, it's so easy to create a pleasurable motherhood and a new paradigm for motherhood. Believe you me, I know it is easier said than done. You know why? Because life be lifing, okay? And it is easy to slip into old ways of being, thinking, and patterns that get shit done. And at the same time, keeps us feeling comfortable in the process. I know this because sometimes I lose sight of the bigger vision of creating a motherhood that empowers me and therefore allows me to show up as the most loving, present, attentive, and compassionate version of myself. Because you know why? Sometimes a bitch be tired and I have no time to be holding a vision of a new paradigm of motherhood. But when I lose sight of that bigger vision... I remember that I am in devotion to my radiance. 
my radiance as a woman, my radiance as a mother, and my radiance as a human. So what does that mean? (laughs) It means that I am dedicated to removing anything in my life that keeps me from shining from the inside out. It means changing my mindset, my thoughts, my way of being, and how I show up in the world. My devotion, my dedication to my inner radiance is my North Star. And it reminds me of my yes and my no, my boundaries, what I'm willing to show up for, what I'm not willing to show up for, who gets to be in my energy, who gets to be in my in my inner circle, who I don't have time for at all or right now in this moment. All of that is dictated by me feeling good. Like my only job and your only job in this life is to feel good. And you have to do the heavy lifting. You really do. You have to do the heavy lifting to create boundaries around yourself, healthy boundaries, to let people go, to let circumstances that no longer serve you go, to really sit down with yourself and ask yourself, what do I need to feel nurtured, to feel supported? And how can I get that need met? Who can I ask for help? Who can I ask for support and not be feel guilty or ashamed about it? Like our time in general is precious, but our time on this earth is precious. Our time with our families are precious. Our time with our children are precious. We have no time for bullshit. No time. In this past year, living in devotion to my radiance has looked like one, deciding what kind of mother I want to be. I knew I had the opportunity to spend more time with my son, to be more present with him in these younger years. And I took that opportunity and I ran with it. And I decided that I wanted to be as present as possible. And so I rearranged my life to be as present as possible with my son. Now, I am in the process of building a business. And that's not easy to find that balance. But I do the best that I can. And I don't give myself shit when I am working and I have to turn on Netflix or I have to turn on Mickey Mouse (laughs) to get my work done. And then I can really show up because I'm not thinking about emails that I have to send or an article that I have to write or what have you. I get to be present with my son. And I do my best not to make myself feel guilty when I don't have that time. I also decided to start creating rituals that allowed me to connect with myself in the morning and at night. And some of those rituals are super simple, such as drinking coffee in my favorite 
coffee cup, writing in my journal for five minutes. Washing my face has become a ritual. And at night, it's reading a nonfiction book and enjoying a good story from my bed. Sometimes that ritual looks like taking a shower and going to bed early. Sometimes it looks like me meditating before I go to bed. The rituals change depending on my capacity, what I have energy for, what feels most aligned with what I need in that moment, and allowing the rituals to be flexible and to flow has been so nurturing and nourishing and allows me to connect with myself on a deep, compassionate level and show myself a lot of love and understanding. And it doesn't feel like another thing to do on my to-do list. Another thing that has really supported me in the last year is being intentional about my alone time. I schedule it. And I schedule things that I can do by myself. And it doesn't include other people, like going to an infrared sauna where I can sit and sweat for 30 minutes. Sometimes it's something I do at home like writing on my Peloton for 30 minutes in our bedroom. Sometimes it just looks like me going for a walk. Yeah, any time that I get to just spend alone and I don't have to interact with anyone to the best of my ability, I take it and I schedule it and I put it into my daily routine. That also includes creating everyday magical moments, which I often call pussy magic. And creating everyday magic for me means living embodied and being present. It means me dancing and singing while maybe I do my dishes. It means being present with those I love, creating time to be with those I love. It means slowing down as much as I possibly can. And lastly, asking for help. I have learned to ask for help. I'm not going to lie. I used to be really, what's the word? I can't think of the word at the moment, but basically I would just hint at things to Doan, my husband, about what needed to get done. Or I would be like, oh, here I am doing the laundry again. Or, oh, I just cleaned the kitchen again. Or, oh, I got the baby dressed again. Instead of just straight up saying, hey, can you support me by cleaning the kitchen? Or, hey, can you support me by, like, anytime you see some laundry, like, that you can do, such as wash the bath towels, the kitchen towels, blankets, 
could you do that? That would be really supportive and helpful instead of having like being having microaggressions basically and (laughs) being irritated and resentful and frustrated still happens. Don't get me wrong. But when I started to ask for help and support and be very clear about it, I found that he would just start doing things and I wouldn't have to ask for support anymore because it it was clear that that's what I needed help and support with. And I think, first of all, I really had to get clear about what I needed help and support with, which is the first thing, right? Is to be like, okay, no, actually I need help. I can't do everything on my own. And also I had to release that the fact that he wasn't doing it the way I would do it, (laughs) which is so hard (laughs) because I'm like, that's not how I would do it. I'll just do it myself. But I had to let that go and just be like, all right, it's getting done and I don't have to do it. And I can actually spend that time, that energy focused on something that feels good and something that I want to do and I like to do instead of something that has to get done because it has to get done. So that was really powerful for me because then I could ask for him to watch Arda so I could do things for myself that felt really nourishing and nurturing to my spirit and really redirected my energy into one of like feeling really good instead of heading into a place of feeling tired and burnt out, which would cause me to fall into feelings of frustration and resentment. So asking for help was really key in taking care of myself and taking care of my spirit and taking care of my energy. And it also allowed me to live in devotion to my radiance. And by living in devotion to my radiance, it has really allowed me to step into a new level of self, a new level of being, and a new level of mothering. For sure. Like hands down. Now I know I shared a lot of stuff with you. (laughs) A lot of learnings from the past year. A lot of lessons. Lessons that I'm still truly understanding for myself so I can start to embody those lessons. But I want to end with no two mothering journeys are the same. No two parenting journeys are the same. And in my humble opinion, that's something to be celebrated. Initiation into motherhood brings with it a whole new identity which can create an amazing opportunity for personal growth. It is a journey of learning, transformation, and discovery. And as you embark on this new adventure, remember that your journey is unique and special. Do not compare your journey to other people. Comparison is death. Know that Whatever your journey is at the moment, 
It is unique to you. And you get to make it all your own. And like I said, I know it's easier said than done. But I think just knowing that you can change, you have the power to transform your motherhood experience and your mothering experience and your parenting experience is powerful within itself. And just being willing to see what could be different if you decided to change just one aspect of motherhood that isn't working for you and see where that takes you If it's just one thing, that could be the transformation that you needed. So I invite you just to think like, what about motherhood do you want to own? And to make it unique to you and to your journey. And be open to seeing where it takes you. You've got this, my love. I have no doubt. And you're not alone. Believe you me. As I continue to walk on this journey, I hope, and I have hope, I should say, that others will join. We will build a community. We will build a community of empowered mothers and parents ready to transform this thing we call motherhood. All right? Love you, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me for another episode of The Pleasurehood Podcast. Catch new episodes every other week on Spotify, YouTube, and of course, Apple Podcasts. If you're an Apple Podcast user and love the stories, practices, musings, and nuggets of wisdom I share, you can show your support by leaving a review. For more of my musings on pleasure, motherhood, and sex, head over to Instagram and follow me at Justine Oxoy, our pleasure.hood. And if you're ready to take your pleasurehood game to the next level, sign up for my newsletter where you'll receive words of love, encouragement, and support as you take your pleasure practice a little deeper. That's all for now, Radiant Ones. I can't wait to go deep with you on this path we call pleasure. Until next time, stay wild, sexy, and free. I'm